Sometimes I get to do like walkthroughs to the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the uh, people know what they have, but mm -hmm. usually it's a mom who's like, "Oh, I just filled everything into the kitchen and I bought everything I saw. I don't really know what I have and what I don't." I'm like, "Awesome, thank you, <laughs> thank you." Oh man, like that's pretty weird. But you use your own. It's not really um. I wouldn't say like your own ingredients, but ingredients that you've been using. They're really not eccentric, but you wouldn't find them in any regular kitchen though. No, a lot of the things I use are very mm. unique. I won't mess up your setup. Are you gonna put that up your <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, um, I try to find more like local ingredients. I um, I find that you can get better things at the farmers market mm. and at, like cool little Asian markets than you really can in stores. Um, especially ever since COVID. I didn't know there was like too many Asian markets uh, down in South Florida. Oh yeah, um, mm. there's not many but they're really good and the good thing about asian markets is they do their best at having everything possible so like it's, <laughs> they have everything like i swear to you they'll have more in like a, a tiny little mm. little store than whole foods will have in their biggest store oh, wow. like the, they, when i tell you they maximize the space in each of these places you have to come in with a magnifying glass but each one of the shelves you have to move stuff make sure you see everything you got to get real low so they don't oh, hide wow. anything in the corner like it's everywhere but it's cool. mm -hmm. where's your favorite uh, asian spot to shop at um it's called mm. uh, Something Oriental Market up in North Miami by Aventura. I'm, I'm in that sorry area. I definitely have to look that up. I wish I remembered the name of it. Mm -hmm. But you don't only cook with that. No, but like I know the place and like um, my, my go-to guy's name is Stan and he's Stan. in there. I have him on Instagram and everything. I'm like, Stan, do you have this? Do you have this? How about this one? Do you have this? And he goes, oh no, I don't get the bag. I can get it in a box for you. Like, oh great. Let me get that. Like, no, I love Stan's him. the man. Stan is the man. Stan I love him man. so much. Yeah. Yo, shout out to Stan. He's great. Like, he oh. really saved me last year during uh, Sobe Wen Food Festival because oh. I needed trumpet mushrooms and I could not find a good amount anywhere. And Sam had them oh. buy... Sam ordered two boxes for me and the next day they came in I showed up at the I showed up before they were even open the poor owner had to like come in early for me. <laughs> like just to give me these boxes I'm like bless Yo, you Stan is the man this, this man shout out Stan I didn't even introduce you what's going on guys this is Big Ashton here here for the story not the fame I'm here with an eccentric chef Miss Juliana Caesar <laughs> she's gonna tell you a little bit about herself and her upbringing tell the folks about you um, well, I'm a holistic chef. I cook with anything and everything. I use my background in vegan cuisine to show people that you can eat vegetables and enjoy it. It doesn't have to be 
uh, oh darn, I gotta eat my vegetables. Oh, I'm on a diet now. Like, what? <laughs> it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you can enjoy what you're eating and you can enjoy the fact that you're taking care of yourself mm -hmm. in the proper way. And I think that's something that people really realize after COVID that is very, very important. Mm -hmm. Like, we've been taking our health for granted. Taking our bodies for granted. Taking our bodies for granted. Just putting ourselves and everyone around us through all sorts of unnecessary complications mm -hmm. it's just all you have to do is eat well and take care of yourself and it starts with health yeah it really does <laughs> it really really does like you wouldn't you wouldn't put diesel in your car if your car doesn't get diesel like <laughs> why are you putting diesel into your body like mm, you wouldn't give an infant coca-cola but you drink coca-cola every other day thing. i know some parents that have all right but, but like i mean like your 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 newborn one-year-old child oh he has his milk you're gonna give him milk and whatever like you know or formula whatever but a lot of people don't really i don't know it's individuals what made you want to get into the culinary arts i've realized that i thought it was cool my entire life mm -hmm. like when i tell you i was three years old and mm -hmm. i re and i learned that like a close family friend of ours was the was one of the chefs at a restaurant we were eating at and i lit up i was just like she cooks for everyone here like no way like i thought it was the coolest thing ever my mom was like juliana it's not cool to be the help and i'm like what are you talking about being the help i make food for people i make people happy they go home talking about what i did like i think that's super cool and you and you get to i get to live a life where i get to i get to profit off of what should be a fundamental skill that's and that's something that i i don't know i have to be really grateful for that you know like what i get to just make food cool <laughs> i love it i love it and that's that's why i love the brick and mortar industry too just because I get to work one-on-one -on -one with people. They, I get to really make them what they want without them feeling like, oh, I have to bother the kitchen because I can't eat this one thing, or oh, um, I have a group of a group of friends and this one's a vegan, this one's vegetarian, this one is paleo. I'm pescatarian, but like we we want to go out to eat together. We don't want to sit there for three hours arguing about which restaurant to go to. And it's I get to do that for people. I think it's really cool because just because you eat different or you have different cultures and nothing doesn't mean you can't sit down at the same table and enjoy a meal that's and true. that's just what i get to do what's your favorite type of cooking well i won't say your favorite dish or anything like that but like you do have to i don't know different groups different environments different people how would you know what to have in stock for that night or um i talk to people i like try to see a little bit about like where they're from where their guests are from uh, what flavors they're into. Uh, I, I always ask them, would you consider yourself a traditional eater or do you think you're more of a foodie? Are you really, because when I, when they, if they tell me foodie, I know I can get really creative. And like, Cause like, I really love being able to take like traditional dishes mm -hmm. and techniques and stuff like that and make it completely different mm -hmm. and just make it in a healthier way because a lot of the traditional methods of cooking is just not healthy. It's awful and it's why we're sick. It's, it's what led us to what we are like, why are we eating so much flour in our food? It's, 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 it functions as glue in the body. Like, it's, it's really bad. Yeah. Now that I did not know. Flour, well, regular white flour, I'm pretty sure. But like, not all flour. Like, no, not all flour. Not all flour. Like, I use a lot of chickpea flour. It, when I say a glue, it, 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 I this. When I say a glue, it's like. Because it's really starchy. It's. It's not about the, well, it's partially about the starch, but it's also about 
the amount of time it stays in your system or how it stays in your system how the sh how it converts to sugar in your body oh. and it's a and it converts to not the good sugars you want in your body because your body your body does need sugars or your carbs um but it converts to the bad types of bad oh. types of sugar that converts to fat um they create a oh. uh, will will develop celiac, I'm not celiac, sorry, gluten intolerances in people. It's, it um, help, blah, not helps, but it causes to, it not causes, oh my God, it links to water retention. Like it's- That will cause us a lot of weight gain. Exactly. And people are wondering like, why am I swelling? Why can't I lose weight as often? Like if you just cut out flour, and I, when I say flour, I mean bleached flour, you're gonna lose weight very quickly. Like um, a lot, the paleo, which our meal preps are based off of paleo cooking. Um, not entirely, but strongly influenced by paleo cooking, which is with gluten-free, low sodium, nothing additives, no preservatives. Pretty much it takes all the junk out of the diet that we really don't need. They're mostly like binders and things like that. And you don't need it. You, things you can use as binders, you can use chickpea, chickpea flour, you, use, you can use cassava flour, you can use cauliflower flour, oh, wow. you can, make a vegetable puree and use that as your thickener you can use potato you can use yuca you hold can... on this is mind-blowing <laughs> you're going really really fast a paleo i didn't know there was some such thing as a paleo that yeah. substitute different types of flavors or different types of ingredients um paleo is based off of the paleolithic era so pretty mm. much um what we ate as hunters and gatherers nuts plant seeds gr grains mm. um meats like your fish your Cow, fish, cow, steak, <laughs> pork, pork, chicken. I was, I was laughing at myself at how I was saying that, but like just things like that, you know. Just if, if it was grown or raised, you can eat it. If it was created in a lab, why are you even looking at it? That part. Like, like, I, like I know a lot of hunters that love their wild games and it seems like a whole lot better when you're getting that protein directly from a grass-fed wild living yeah. animal that's not being in a cage and I, I think mean, it's really beautiful like I grew up in Broward I grew up around junk food junk food and also I, I'm trying to think of a nice way of saying there's no nice way you just say country way. people we'll say country people <laughs> sure <laughs> yes i love country people. i grew up a lot of, around a lot of country people i'll and say i'll say those but yeah sure i'll just say rednecks but that's not nice um but country but folk I'm right sometimes yeah they're fine like you know what it's like to go mudding at two o'clock in the morning yeah. it's really fun with no doors on your jeep and you just gotta hold on for dear life it's really fun okay i'm not gonna be out in the redlands I used to be. I used mm. used to be out there, but um, it's like I used to see hunting as such mm. a barbaric and hateful thing. Like mm. I used to think that like, that was so dark and mean. But like when in Florida, yes. In Florida, depends like where you what you're doing. Like when, but like I think it's when you have people like he's a trending name right now. So I hope I don't shoot myself in the foot by even mentioning this. But you have people like Joe Rogan and the group who they go out to hunt for their food and they'll eat that for the year or like they'll trade with their buddy. Like, hey, I bought this. I caught this. I shot this quail. What do you got? Oh, I got a few pounds of elk. Let me we trade it. Yeah. I think that's so beautiful. That's and exactly. That's and that's why people love the farmers market so much because it instills that community and that's what we're about if you're a vendor there they trade their goods all the time Ooh. and i think that's beautiful like i have people i work with that we we trade services like i think that's really 
cool. Yeah. And regular markets don't do that. No, no, no. They get their products from one place. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's it sucks. And you're usually getting it from people who don't care, people who prioritize the dollar instead of human interaction mm. and your well being. And it's. <laughs> well, it's you never had to sacrifice, like, I wouldn't say wages or like the type of profit for the benefit of the food or Most just for definitely. the great taste. Most definitely. Um, and chefs are no strangers to the struggle. Like, uh, those, uh, um, almost a year where I was living out of my car when, um, when I was still a student in college, uh, chefs will sometimes sleep in the restaurant. Like we've, I've, I had a chef who would tell me about, like, uh, I think he worked at a hotel or something and him and his buddies would crash on the couches, like in the living room, not in the living room, but like in the lobby of the hotel in between services. Like God. they just do what you can. You eat standing up. You'll go 14 hours without having a meal. You'll go eight hours without drinking water. Like we don't take care of ourselves. That's mind blowing. As a chef, going hours without eating. As a chef, can you imagine? Going you're hours surrounded without by eating. food. Wow. Oh, and then half the time, you'll get yelled at if you're caught eating in service. Like, why are you eating the food? <laughs> oh, you got time to be prep? Like, oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> What's one of the? I don't know. I can't. I can't. I can't imagine that. Being a chef, surrounded by food, unable to eat. And you're not even hungry either. Like you'll be you'll be tasting everything so many times. Like you'll look at a steak that this you can look at a nice tomahawk that you just took off the grill and be like, mm, anyone want scraps? No. <laughs> you want to chew on? The, no, I don't want it. No, like it's it's tragic. It's so sad. Like I remember uh, I was working the appetizer station and we had these things called carrozas, which is it's bougie mozzarella sticks all right instead of being a stick it's shaped like a c and it's an actual wedge of mozzarella that you cut you freeze mm -hmm. you bread and you fry oh, wow. um yeah it's so good the it, preparation sounds amazing though really good like mm -hmm. you, but like i used to eat those all the time and it came to a point where i look at them and i'm like mm -hmm. get that away from me like it's yeah it's <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure you work with like many different people in the uh, I wouldn't say industry, but it's an industry. It's called yeah, yeah, industry. Yeah. Like, tell me about um like the support system that's around you. I mean, from now, I mean, from the point that you first started up until now as well. Um, in the beginning, my strongest support system was my my uncles and my grandmother. And mm -hmm. when I say they were my support system, it's because I was raised by my mother and I from a young age it was instilled in me that I was gonna be a surgeon I wanted to be med like yeah sure mom you're a kid you want to make your mom happy I was a little nerd I thought surgery looked cool anyways sure let's get in there um so I always thought that was really cool but then it was um when I was 15 my mother passed away and I had a realization that like I didn't want to one, I didn't want to be the person who was at fault for why you don't have your loved one in your life. Like, I don't want to be, able, I don't want to know that this kid isn't at their mom at their graduation because I couldn't save her. Like, right? Like, I can't, I, that realization never dawned on me until that moment. So I was like, damn, what do I want to do with my life? And I thought, cooking. Cause that's the one thing you can do no matter what you're gonna make people happy good luck being upset while you're eating some good food good luck being upset while you're shoving a cupcake in your mouth it's difficult. like it's not happening it's you can difficult. be crying as you're eating your ice cream but that ice cream is making the tears dry up you know like, <laughs> like there's no such thing as I don't know, angry eating get, no you can be mad angry. but it's going away as, you, as with each bite you're taking like you're Yes. Oh, man. Capping. Like, real, like, stop. Mm -hmm. But. <laughs> but. 
<laughs> but uh, um, throughout it, uh, not more so now, it's definitely my husband. Uh, when I first started in the kitchen, I was god awful, like no. embarrassing. Like I'm talking about, like last year at Sobe Wine Food Festival, I got to see two of my old sous chefs, uh, Chef Abel and Chef Patrick. I was embarrassed to even see them. Like when one of my when one of the guys who were who were helping me with the event that day were telling me, "Oh yeah, Chef Abel and Patrick are here," I was shaking. I was like, I can't even look at them in the face. And they're like, "What are you talking about? Go say hi. They'd be so proud of where you are right now." And I was like, "You have no idea the hell I put these men through when we were working in that kitchen. Wow. I, I am not worthy." <laughs> I oh my god. I, Mm -hmm. I, like to the point where like I feel like I owed everybody in that kitchen I owe everybody in that kitchen an apology. <laughs> but like then again, like bad. you were new. Everybody's new. Everybody has a first time at something. Mm. You're allowed to suck. I'm pretty sure you weren't that bad either. <laughs> There's no one on this planet who can convince me otherwise. <laughs> like, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I have to kind of mm. like pat myself on the back because. I can say with my head held high, I got to work at each and every one of those stations from start to finish. And that kitchen has a big impact on who I am today. And, it's, and I realized when I went to a different kitchen afterwards, exactly where I stood. Because after two years, I made sous chef at age of 21, which is not common in our industry. Um, a, lot, a lot of it comes from like the the... The, what, networking that you have know. to do or like, the people that you have to do? The tension between older chefs and young sh younger chefs because older chefs mm. had to spend like five years just peeling potatoes. While now, mm. as young chefs, we have everything available to us from the jump. And we have books they didn't have. We have YouTube videos they didn't have. We have tutorials they didn't have. We have <laughs> chefs who are eager to be mentors. And back in the day, they had somebody cussing them out and telling them, you ain't shit. Like, <laughs> you know, a little excuse hazing. my French, but. A little hazing. <laughs> hey, little, little. I've had, I, at 18 years old, my first time stepping foot in the kitchen, mind you, I had just transitioned being a pastry girl. Mm. So I went from cakes to working at a 500 person at night hotel restaurant. Mm. And, and I had my chef look at me and goes, if you're gonna cry, you go cry in the walk in and then come back, not tickets. And I'm just there, like, yes, chef, okay. Like, I've burnt the back of my finger off with oil. Like, I'm talking about, like, oh snap, in the middle, like me being stupid and frantic, grab the pan, the oil splash my in my finger, my skin sizzled off like that. There was no skin, the oil splashed and it was gone. And I was, and I had to, and it was wrap up your finger and get back on the line. Ooh. And I had to keep my hand reaching into the oven. Whatever, I had a fresh burn. It's fine. It's, oh. it's fine. I gotta get in here, squat and crawl, and like move these pans around in this oven. That's fine. Like, <laughs> so it just didn't stop. It did not. It's a, that seems real tough. It's women in the culinary industry are a different breed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that gives me something to think about. Next time I see a chef, I'm gonna look for like I wouldn't say oh. battle scars, but I'm looking for battle wounds. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We all Please. have our nice tattoos. Like, are you kidding me? We're all nicely Permanent. messed up. I have. Permanent. Where is it? Me being this. This was me being stupid. I was doing a meal prep thing, and I had mm. forgot to cut up the mangoes for one of my clients. So I went like this with the knife real quick because I got cocky, and it's a mango. Okay. <laughs> and I took the tip of my finger off, and now I have this lovely, ugly little scar. Ooh. Yeah, it's. Yeah. It's not going back. No, it's not. It's not but and my reaction to that was, let me put on a band-aid, do this mm -hmm. delivery, and then I'll go to a hospital. 
And my man looked at me and goes, you better call your client now. Tell them you're not delivering anything and you're going to the hospital now. And I'm like, ah, I guess that's the smart thing to do. And he's like, you're going to lose the tip of your finger. Go ahead and reattach. I'm like, whatever, I guess. But. How many Victor's fingers? You have four more. My God, that's fine. I can't, this one, I can't feel anything in the tip anymore. But it's, I can use it. It's fine. Pinky's unnecessary. It's not, I got these. It's not even my knife hand. Whatever. <laughs> Oh man, I guess so. I guess so. I say you did mention that you like to not sit down and watch somebody like throw their life, not throw their lives away, but like be a cause of person's health being thrown away. Like, what yeah. do you mean by that? I I have no problem with people not taking care of their health, so long as they are willing to accept and confront what comes with it and the results exactly mm -hmm. you better not be hating the world if you're diabetic or unless you were born diabetic because then of course it's not your fault that's you can't control it because it that's another because you can't help no key i'm gonna get to that um but like if you're i hate to use this as an example because i'm not hmm. i i'm not one to fashion because again if you're happy the way you are then you're happy the way you are but mm -hmm. You can ask any weightlifting coach, you can ask any dietitian, you can ask any nutritionist. There is no actual reason a person cannot lose weight. Oh. If you're telling yourself, oh, I'm doing everything, I'm trying, I'm trying, you're a liar. I'm oh. sorry, you're lying to yourself and it's not helping. Oh. You're either... No. You're like it's not possible to not for someone to for someone to be eating small portions and drinking only water because not if you're like mm -hmm. uh, let's take my six hundred pound life that TV show. Ooh. There is no reason you can't lose the weight if you're following the regimen your doctor's telling. But what do we see a lot in these episodes? People not following the the doctor's instructions, then going to the doctor and crying to the doctor, going, "I don't know why I'm not losing weight. I don't know why it's not working." <laughs> do you really back. not know, they or do you just not want to admit it? They fall back into habits. Exactly, and it's yo hard to break. It is really hard to break. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie and tell anybody it's easy. It's really hard, but you owe it to yourself to commit mm -hmm. to yourself. You owe it to the people around you who care about you, want to see you around you, to take that care part. of yourself. Be, and because you can't be bitter and angry at the world when you're the one letting yourself down why are you gonna hold anybody else accountable for what they do to you if this is how you treat yourself mm. and then going back to the people who are born diabetic that's because it's it's in your bloodline at that point mm. when you get to a point where you're constantly abusing your body your fat cells can go into your bloodstream and that's how people get like the really rounded protruding mm -hmm. stomachs and that's how oh, your your ankles start swelling up it's because your fat cells are going into your bloodstream and literally getting pushed throughout your body like it's yeah it's tragic it's really sad and when it, when it's a lot of these um oh does what runs in your family does it, does this run in your family it's because your family for generations has been eating the same mm. like if you're We've been eating the same, you know, if you're going to stub your toe every day out the door, your toe is going to hurt all day. But if you start being like, hey, let me take a little, little two, two more steps to the left so I don't stub my toe, you're probably not going to be in pain. It's like that one little choice to make a little change. That's one little choice to help anyone. Yeah. But people love the easy route. 
people do, which is why we offer meal preps and we say just a second can save you hours because <laughs> you call us and we'll, we'll solve that issue for you. You know, oh, you know tell me about the nutrition, nutritional value of your company, like how you help, like it's, some of the foods that you do make in the meal prep and the consultations. It's, mm. it's, it's, it's like another other. Like, honestly, they're. Mm. I, there's been times where I've gone to drop off food and I forgot to tell people to pay me. Like, I'm just happy to do the service. Like, there's been times where I've where I have my um, my financial advisor looking at looking at my invoices, going, "Julie, you're not charging enough," and I'm just like, "Well." I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I just want to cook. I'm excited to cook for people, but it's I gotta pay bills. I gotta remember. That. I gotta pay bills. I gotta pay my team. It's gotta get groceries. And it's not a free service. Um, but we're 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 trying to build so we can get to the point where we can offer lower prices and stuff like that. But that's that that that's further down the line and more details <laughs> includes more details that I can't really dive into yeah. because somebody with the finances and connections mm. but not the correct intentions mm. could pull it off before I get a chance. I'm not gonna let that happen. Not letting that happen. Okay, yeah. <laughs> can't tell the dreams to everyone. <laughs> can not tell the dreams to everyone. Yeah, it's different. You say you wanted to be a surgeon but you went to the culinary route, but there's a lot of, I wouldn't say surgeons, surgeons really don't give a shit, but MDs, like regular doctors, like you have that certain type of mentality. They don't really care too much about the fundamental parts of getting funds back. They don't really care about billing and coding and things like that. They care about the patient first. You're doing the same exact thing. And it's crazy that you steered away from a path, but kind of landed back in that same path. Right? That's, I thought so too. And um, that, that's something I realized when I was working at this vegan restaurant, mm. that I, I just circled back. I, <laughs> at the end of the day, I do still want to help people. I do want to show people that they can enjoy life and enjoy eating food and enjoy everything they grew up eating. Just the few minor changes that will make it a lot more beneficial towards you, your health, and your family. When you had, when did you add on the nutritionist um, from? Well, you've always been a chef. Well, not always been a chef, but you grew into loving to be a chef. But when did you add the uh, nutrition? Uh, what is it? A uh, nice goal or game plan or program? Yeah, uh, I added the nutritional aspect about two, three years ago. Um, yeah, once I left the vegan restaurant, I. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I, I wanted to be able to take traditional regional cuisines and make it healthy. Because I get really annoyed when people go on, when I hear people go, I don't want to go on a diet. It's like, it's not about being a, on a diet. It's about learning how to eat. It's it's about the fact that I've walked, I had to do um, a, a talk at a health insurance company because they were doing like, Health week, health fair. They're doing health uh, fair, yes. and they wanted me to come in and talk to everybody and stuff. And I had a grown woman tell me that she wouldn't try matcha because she wouldn't drink something green. And I'm just like, what? You're an adult worrying about the color of the food. That's what? What are you? What? <laughs> Add some maple syrup. You'll be fine. Like. <laughs> Ew, broccoli green, yuck. Yo! <laughs> a grown adult. A, a grown adult. And you know what's tragic? Wait, did she even try it first? She didn't. She said, I will oh, not. I looked at it, it was green, I'm not drinking it. And I'm just like, come on. 
That's tragic. It isn't it broke my heart. I I, I, I literally <laughs> had to take a moment and just internalize it. I was like, you did. I, it's green. You're twice my age. <laughs> I was so angry. Um, like, and you know, and sad is because I have a three-year-old. Well, now he's older, but at the time, my nephew, when he was three years old, he was happily drinking carrot ginger juice. But he wouldn't drink apple juice, but he wanted his carrot ginger juice. And I'm just like, okay. Purified vegetables, and he's loving it. He only wanted that in water. Ooh. I am so proud. I'm so proud. <laughs> now he doesn't do that, but that, but that, but that. That's another thing. I also mm. help parents teach their kids how to eat vegetables. Mm. We, we start with hiding the vegetables and then making them into little bits and pieces that they can't really recognize. Mm. And then we make them bigger and bigger and then they start accepting. Like, all right, yeah, I do like this. <laughs> and it's about tricking the kid at first and getting no, them That's into crazy. It. That's a crazy concept. Yeah. Like starting off, like cutting them into small pieces? Or yeah. Purees. Or putting them into purees. Yeah. yeah. Making them into sauces. Making them into the, the pasta sauces. Making mm. them... Um, I make kids mac and cheese with cauliflower. Oh. I'm not gonna say anything else because I'm not telling y'all anything. <laughs> but like, come on, like, mm -mm. I've I've made I've made yogi with cauliflower. I made yogi out of yuca. I made yogi out of avocados. I made yogi out of sweet potato. Like, you don't need all this butter and flour and which is kind of like the foundation of everyone's cooking and bleach rice bleach sugar you don't need all that junk to make your food taste good and that's what i'm trying to show people i'm trying to show people that your kid kids do like vegetables but you know what makes it harder all the cartoon all the cartoons they watch that show the little people yeah whenever they bring a plate of vegetables why are you letting him watch that you're literally programming your kid not to eat your vegetables and if and if you're an adult who doesn't like to eat vegetables and tell your kid that after 21, your body does not need any more vegetables and they'll keep eating it until they're 21. <laughs> All right? Lie to them if you have to. It's mm. fine. Like, you already tell them Santa Claus exists. Like, whoa. Yeah, we'll missing Santa. Give them some beneficial lies. Come on, guys. Like. I like that. Beneficial lies. <laughs> come on. Lies that are good for you. Lies that are good for you. Oh. <laughs> I noticed that you're not so really getting into the ingredients that you put in. Why is that? You don't want to release the secrets? You don't want to sell the I sauce? Can't. I've already had a few competitors copy my copy Ooh. my gigs. Like change their branding so that they can incorporate things like hit me up for like little details and questions like no, like I was born yesterday. And I'm just here like This is the consultation fee I charge for this. Like I'm not Oh, I've had people who want to want to no. work with me and learn about what I do, and I'm just, just like, to get information. I didn't know that was well. It's tragic, I and did like, no, ew, it's so sad, and it's something that like I I notice a lot with um upcoming like designers and stuff. Mm. If they start getting attention, then bigger designers are copying their stuff, and then mm. next thing you know, you're null and void. You don't exist anymore because somebody bigger than you is copied your flow. Like mm. I. I don't know, but I guess it's part of like branding yourself first. Yeah, it's about branding yourself first. It's about getting your name out there. It's about promoting yourself. It's and mm -hmm. and also knowing that what you're doing is authentic, and they're trying to copy you. So at the end of the day, can they really ever do what you do better than you? No, they can't, and they know it, which is why they're lurking and they why they're <laughs> taking notes and why they keep trying so hard and asking all those questions because they're trying to be like you, and it's like. 
You can, I can give you the ingredients to the sauce, but your sauce isn't going to be the same as mine. <laughs> Sorry. Well, what if they're a really, really good chef? They couldn't, like... I'm sure they could. I'm sure. Like, there are people who have a perfect palate. Like, my husband is one of those people who have an amazing palate. He could... So this is celery, and you smoked it in the third stage, and the you sautéed the onions, you, but you steamed the carrot. Like, he'll... It's annoying. Like, what? it's annoying. <laughs> Like, if he were one of the children I had to educate how to eat, I would lose that battle every time. My husband is the only person I can't hide things in the food. Like, what? That is insane. It's ridiculous. I mean, every single detail? Ridiculous. Like, when it, when it comes to experience, oh. I'm the better chef. When it comes to palate, oh. he wins. Is he a chef as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> Oh man, how long you been in the industry now? I've been in the industry. Mm -hmm. Like four. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like about ten years. Yeah. So I started when I was about fourteen, uh, assisting, being like a prep cook in my mom's restaurant, and then after my mom lost her restaurant, I started working at my friend's mom's bakery. Uh, she would like paint me under the table, paint me with the gift cards, <laughs> stuff like that. Like every show, every every kid grew up like that. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah, you didn't have any W twos, but the money was pretty good. Mm -hmm. No complaints at all. I was gonna ask that question as well. Like your family, mom and uncles, they were chefs as well. No, um, all the men in my. Mm. The, yeah, whatever. All the men in my family <laughs> love the kitchen. Yeah. Love, love, love the kitchen. I'm, t I'm talking about like the men in my family outcook the women in my family. Mm. Ridiculous. But then again, mm. my grandmother, I will never forget the day she made chicken with Coca Cola. When I tell you that was the best chicken I've ever had, I I literally heated Wait, you up. could you you could release that secret. How did she do that? I wish I knew. <laughs> I really wish I knew. Like I'm talking about, like I finished eating and it was to the point where I was just dipping bread in the sauce what from the, the chicken and like really like drinking the chicken sauce because it was just so with good. Coca Cola, how? I wish I knew. My mom made rice with Coca Cola for New Year's, and my best friend reminded me of that. I forgot about that. What was like, it taste like? Like what type of what was it, it giving? It was like, it gave like, like, like a nutty, like almost like oaky type of, mm. it was so, I did not expect explain. that from Coca-Cola. Like, like, if, if we invented a time machine, I would take my husband back to that day so, so he, he could taste fun. it and tell me what is in that chicken. Because I need to know grandma. And my mm. grandma to the station, she goes, I did that? And I was like, yo, I hate you. I'll tell you, no, that's the most frustrating thing. I'll tell my grandma, oh my god, grandma, you made this one thing that was so good. And she goes, when did I do that? I don't think I ever made that. Somebody else. I'm just like, the only person who can't enjoy grandma's cooking because grandma makes everything once and never again. And I'm just like, that's crazy. But could this also be a family thing? I always, I, I don't really like eating um, outside of my home. Uh, my sisters, my uncles, they all cook and everything, but I always found that my mom's food always tastes the best and her mom's foods always taste good to me. Could it also be a psychedelic, uh, psychological thing? Psychedelic. We're not talking about food. That's who. Ah, boo. Oh, no, it could be. Uh, just because you're so close to the culture and like. I think it's, I think it's a psychological thing, most definitely. Mm. It's part of. Uh, uh, nostalgia yeah. it brings you back to when you were a kid mm. easier times um 
I definitely nostalgia has a big role in cuisine. Like mm-hmm. I've had clients look at me with like like starry eyed, like it tastes like my mom's food. It tastes like when my grandma made it. It tastes like like it's 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 really it's really cool when you spark that memory in someone because it does make them enjoy the food that much more. Like I've made um like I was talking with this girl Tamaya, she's a trainer, and we were talking about this this new flavor of like protein collagen thing. I can't remember what it was, but she made a like breakfast protein smoothie thing. And she was saying that a lot of people were raving about it because it reminded them of this drink called Morit Soñando. And Morit Soñando is a I don't know if they what other countries have it, but in Dominican Republic it's uh orange juice mixed with condensed milk and a little bit of vanilla and it is delicious. Like, that sounds amazing. It's so good. And like, it's heck no. But it's heck so good. Like, so I would drink the can by itself. So delicious. So right. We've all had like yeah. the spoon and just the squeezy <laughs> bottle is my favorite because you just go to town. But, yeah, I was throwing my health away with that one. No, no, I'm still thinking. It's a sacrifice. I'll do it again. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's all about a give and take because at the end of the day, like if you build your house up right, it can withstand a hurricane. If that you build part. up your body right, it can withstand a cheat day. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You can go stuff your face with Papa John's for one night. You mm-hmm. won't die. Like I'll get a pimple the next day. My body will not let me live that down. But... <laughs> it's okay. You just have to get the right lighting. Yeah, it's the right lighting, right, right concealer, and you're good. But I don't like covering up my my acne or makeup. It just makes it worse. I'm not trying to impress nobody. Like, the chefs, right? We, are, we don't care about looking pretty. You see us halfway through a chef. We look ridiculous. Bro, we look like all scars crazy. all over your arms. And we'll go out to the bar all sweaty, looking like crap, smelling like smoked fish. Like, we don't care. You're going to want to take six feet from us even before and after COVID. Like, they don't. It's whatever. Oh, man. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Most definitely. No. There are days where I do miss working the brick and mortar just because of the unison, the family unit of it all. Like, um, there's, oh, there's nothing that gives a better euphoric feeling than mm-hmm. calling out a ticket and having everybody answer back, yes, chef. Like, oh! <laughs> like, oh my god. Yes, chef. Hard chef. Like, we chef. Like, oh. Bro, take me through the process of, like, being in the kitchen. Like, how is that? Well, from the start, when you're first coming in, like, you're opening up, I'm pretty sure, mad early. Oh, I'm pretty sure, man. You get in as early as you can. Like I used to get in three hours before my shift to work for free, Jeez. which is not unknown either. Chefs give hours off the clock like no one's business. Like I'm talking, like I used to do seventy hours a week at the mm. restaurant, and I want to say that after fifty-five to sixty hours, I wasn't no. getting paid. So I was working on average like ten to fifteen hours for free. A week. Goodness. Yeah. But you loved it. Loved it. Would do it again. Like whatever. <laughs> I don't. I still haven't learned my lesson. Like what? <laughs> well, I'm sure, I'm sure the time just flew by. Anyways. There's, there's prep that needs to get done. Mm. I can be organizing my station. Mm. Um, let me get in the kitchen. Pay me or not. I got shit to do. It's fine. Mm. Like it. <laughs> things that I get done, and I rather go in and have and take my time with it then have mm. to be running around like a chicken without a head like trying to figure out where this is to make that was this prepared the night before i have like, a bad attention span that's hard enough all right <laughs> so like, if i can give myself an extra hour or two i will mm. like it's, <laughs> but when you first get in there it's 
depending on when you get in, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, if you get in there right when you're supposed to get in there, you better hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. If you get in there early, get your coffee, check out your station, mm -hmm. double check your prep list, make sure you got all your 911 sorted. Mm -hmm. So you can, your 911s are things that are like, I don't have anything for service right now. Oh, I stuff. thought you were really calling 911. No, no, no. <laughs> It's like, these are my emergency prep items. I need these now. Mm -hmm. So you go in thinking, what's my 911? And then what takes the longest to make? So mm -hmm. you, whatever, what takes the longest to make? What do I not have to babysit? Things mm -hmm. like that. So uh, let me get everything in the oven. Let me get everything reducing. Let mm -hmm. me make sure I have enough of these or so I can tell prep guys, hey, we need more of this or whatever the case may be. That way you get your 911s and your slow items out the way first. Then you do your blending, whatever causes noise because you mm -hmm. don't want to be doing that while there's guests being seated out front mm -hmm. or while the guests are starting to walk in or well, when service is starting, you don't want to be making all that noise. But don't some guests like that on certain type of aspect of hearing what's going on in the back? No, not all the time. Not when you're going to like, like fine dining type things. Mm. They they don't want to hear. They don't want to hear the help. They just want to see the food. Yeah, they're not here. How dare you disturb the conversation? They're, they're having a, an important meeting with the CEO of Ladia. I don't. They don't care. They're having a date. The guy's about to propose. He doesn't need you, my darling. Like nobody. <laughs> Like, nobody wants that. It's like having a Zoom call and the train's going by. Like, no. So, no. It's annoying. Yeah, so you get all that out the way. That way, when, when time comes, the only time a chef will forgive you if you're prepping when you're not supposed to be prepping is if you're sitting there just chopping stuff. What are you doing? Nothing, chef. Just chopping. Okay, mise en place, chef, for tomorrow. You can be lying out your teeth, but as long as he doesn't see you prepping, you're good. You're safe. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You're not doing anything. I just, I, my, I just wanted some fresh garnish yourself. Oh, okay, thank you. Good job. Attention to detail. <laughs> Beneficial lying. Take notes. This is how you get away with things. <laughs> Beneficial lying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Beneficial lying. Exactly. Transitioning from that to like a smaller, a smaller setting. Yeah. Which is what you do now, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially like when you're in someone else's home, you oh. don't want to be making all that noise. You can't be banging their pots and pans together. They think you're scratching up their kitchen. Oh. Eh. Eh. They spend a lot of money more often than not in that in that kitchen. <laughs> Usually they'll set you up in the show kitchen so their guests oh. and people can see it as they're walking in and out of the house. Yeah. Ooh. While while their while their staff is using the actual kitchen in the corner somewhere over there, all cramped up like it's a sad case. It's it's really fun though. It makes me feel really important. Like <laughs> I'm the main star of the show. <laughs> You're my assistant too. <laughs> oh man, you must really love that. It's, it's just Yo, fun. Where, where are you trying to go within the next five years or ten years from now? Like, what is the goal? I want to be able to work more closely with companies. Um, I want to be able to get into any. Any fitness facility that has a kids program, I want to get into it. If I can get into um, with the dolphins, their dolphin kids program, I have a few ideas for that. Uh, which I, I I know somebody who I could call up for that. I'm just being timid. I don't like to bother people, but uh, I have to get over that. If, if when you gotta make business moves, you have to get into people's faces, and I need to demand attention, demand audience. But I just trying to work and that's another thing that makes it really hard especially being a chef because 
like I said, we're no strangers to the struggle. Mm -hmm. What we do is we do it because we love it. We do it because we're passionate about this. So transitioning from being a passionate chef mm -hmm. to now trying to be a business-minded person, you tend to forget that the people you're talking to value the dollar. They don't care about the they don't care effort, they rarely sacrifice. care exactly they don't they rarely care about the little people they rarely care about their staff they rarely care about their client even mm -hmm. and you have to remember that their priority is their dollar is their wallet it's their pocket so it's their profit so when you come to them you have to kind of talk to them in a way that you're doing them a favor you're doing them a service uh, and not so much that this is what we can do for them this is what i can do for you mm -hmm. and you have to kind of just do without what you will Hmm. You big on customer service? I love customer service. Mm -hmm. If if my clients tell me anything, my answer is okay, yeah. And then I'll have somebody else like Julie, you charge extra, and I was like, ah, I should have. <laughs> it takes me two seconds. But then again, it's not because it takes you two seconds. It's because of the amount of experience you have that now it takes you two seconds. Mm. And it's for a normal person coming in, it wouldn't really take them two no, seconds. Like, ah. for, yeah, this, that would be like a headache. That would an extra 30 minutes to an hour and Jeez. something where I'm just like oh yeah duh, 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 duh. and then someone looks at me like did you just make that look easy did, did you just really act like that wasn't didn't, you while. didn't just do that oh man what would be some of the um well inspiration not, not inspirational quotes but something that you would say to like your younger self when you first starting off like what age 15 before you transition from going from a doctor or surgeon to <laughs> going into the culinary arts even if it's not yourself it no, could be like a, a new person that just wants to get into culinary arts no matter what age it's funny because the entire time you're saying that i um, mm. i'm just nagging at myself and, it's, and, it's, and the only the, the first and loudest thing I can think of that comes to mind is watch your mouth you do not have to say everything you think it's like why not because it won't help you it, at the end of the day it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong it's mm. probably won't help you it'll mm. either piss somebody off or keep you pissed off like it's Ooh. like it's, it's it's never it's never worth it just yes chef okay and that's it it's mm. heard Yep, let's get it on, let's move it along. Like, whatever little, whatever anything you have to say, save it for after the shift. And if it really matters, then yeah, you can bring it up. And if by the end of the shift you really don't care, then go home. Yeah, at that point, you just let some time pass by. Like, it's, it, it's, it's whatever. Like, you're gonna get insulted, you're gonna get demeaned. At the end of the day, your priority needs to be, what am I getting out of this? Is this worth, Again, excuse my French, the bullshit. Is it worth it? Is Nine out of it ten. worth it? Are it's you going to gain something from this? Mm. And I had to do that. Mm. There's been times where it's like, I, I want the skills I want to, uh, that I want. Mm. I want, I, there are these skills that I need that this person can give me. Once I get these skills and get confident in those skills, I'm out. Mm. Once I get the title that I want or the position I want or that I've worked all the stations that I want, out. Mm. Do what you got to do. You're in there to learn and to make money that's it simple Stop worry simple. about being a student and learning what you got to do so then later on you can be a teacher and be a professional the way you want to do it because at the end of the day we all know there's a thousand ways to skin a cat but if this guy wants you to do it that specific way swallow your pride mm. stop crying about it stop making a big deal out of something that doesn't matter because it's not your restaurant at the end of the day mm, you know you're not going to lose take any they're not going to take any food off your plate just do it that's it. Because at the end of the day, 
if you mess something up, but you were following their instructions, that's on them, not on you. But if you mess something up because you were doing something your way and not the way you were told, exactly. you're risking getting your ass at home. Oh. And now what? You you are out of a job because you couldn't swallow your pride and just do what you're told? Pride. Because you want it to be right? Pride. Yeah, that's, that's all it comes out to. Mm. That's all it comes down to. Why didn't you follow this order? Because you thought you knew better. Mm. And I, that's something I realized. That like Something I realized like a few days ago type thing where I really sat down and I was like, Wow, Julia, you were being a cocky little brat, weren't you? All this time arguing back, not because, like, and at a time you might think you're arguing back because you're trying to understand, but it's because you want this person to prove you wrong. You're trying to get this person to change your idea instead of doing it their way and trying to figure out why they want you to do this. One is show me instead of let me see what you're talking about. Crazy shit. That's crazy. Right? <laughs> right? What do you love about the industry? About the industry? It's play with food. <laughs> <laughs> like, I tell people all the time, like, oh my god, Julia, you're a chef. I'm like, bro, I just play with food. What are you talking about? Like, I, no, I love that. I love being able to talk to people. I love being able to see all the different cuisines. Like, I like to, in Dominican Republic, we have this thing called Sancocho, which is our New Year's traditional New Year holiday soup and it pretty mm. much has the whole kitchen sink in it it got Ooh. three or four kinds of meat it got every type of fiber you can think of fibre. it got it has platano it got Ooh. it got everything okay it got avocado you can throw rice in there you if you want to if you want to really enjoy it add some hot sauce like it's it's so good but then i found out that um they also have the same soup in haiti and they call it some other name yes thank you and it has but theirs has more pumpkin in it than ours does yeah. Soup and it's, it's, it's amazing. And I think that's so beautiful because that they do it once a year. Yes, yes, yes. And it's mm. really good for like hangovers. It's oh my it's, god, it's so it's good for hangovers. for hangovers. Yes, oh. see, you know like the protein that's in it, the protein, the amount of fat mm. that's in it. Mm. It's it's just comforting. It, mm -hmm. It's like getting hugged on your inside. It's, it's so great. It's not only that, Antigua, they have a certain soup that they do it also, but it's not just once a year. They do like year round or maybe every Sunday. Yes, we eat sancocho all year. You, know? <laughs> you, can, you can tell me it's for the new year, but like but I listen, want it listen, every if time. If I have the craving, like I'm going to find a yeah, place that has yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, If I'm going to DR, I better go to, um, what's it called? Adrian Tropical. It is. Mm. It's, there's a place called Adrian Tropical. Mm. And it's literally this. It looks like Pollo Tropical, and then they have a parrot. <laughs> type thing. And you go in and they have. You know, let's take the style a little bit, just tweak a little bit. <laughs> tweak, tweak it a little bit. They, have, they add a little merengue to it, and that's it. You know? <laughs> it's, oh, man. Well, it's so good. They have a fish tank, they got birds in there, they got a little kids' playground area. It's on the way back from the airport. Like, everybody knows the Grand Tropical, and that is the go-to spot for the Sancocho. They show it to, they, they give it to you in the nice wooden bowl thing. Mm. <laughs> you can sit there sucking on the bowl, and you can so taste the juices in the wood. Oh my god, I'm kidding, of course, but like, oh my god. Oh man, you're just listening to it. Nah. <laughs> but it's amazing, you really love what you do, and you get yeah. to play with food. Yeah. Like, you put play it in the simplest term, you get to play with food. Dude, it's great, like, I get to experiment every time it's like, oh, we're gonna test this new recipe, you get to play with food. <laughs> it's, let me tweak it here, let me add a little bit more of this. Ooh, I wonder if even, alright, uh, for example, 
Uh, balsamic. Um, mm. all right. I really like how balsamic <laughs> tastes with soy sauce. Mm. It makes it Ooh. right. So you're doing this something that's Italian, but mixing it with something that's Japanese, Ooh. and it it works so well together. Who would have thought? Ooh, it's so good. Cause I love both. It's so good. Goodness, like mad scientists. Yo, At this point, you guys are like scientists. We are mad scientists, and we feel like that, and we act as crazy as mad scientists do. <laughs> because this is how, like, I'm talking like. Mm. <laughs> like, like, like I'm talking about like chefs are weird alright yeah. we are all weird no matter how tough and cool we try to act mm. there is not a single chef who can like butcher a meat and not act weird like there's a lot of memes that go around and it's like we all turn into flamenco dancers when we have tongs because everybody wants to like there's no reason not to like you sit there the line you just you're just you're just tapping. You're just clicking your toes. Like um, if man, like there's there's everyone. We all have a little a little dance we do when something tastes really good. Like we're a bunch of weirdos and we all bully each other, but we're all a bunch of nerds. It's it's great. Well, it seems like a really bro lifestyle. It seems really amazing. It's a great it's it's a great thing to me. Like like. I, all right, I'm not in the kitchen anymore, so I can say this. Like, um, like there was a point where mm. uh, this one kitchen I was working. Remind me to say which one, like a specify. Mm. HR is none of your business. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is one kitchen. They used to fill up this big Cambro of punch. Hmm. You already know what punch is. Yeah. We all go. We've all been to parties. We don't yeah. know what punch means. <laughs> um, and we would all just whenever you want, just fill it up and everybody's drinking in the kitchen. Mm. But then it came a while. We had a change of staff of mm. employers, and that we weren't allowed to have our punch anymore. Wow. So what we used to do is we used to ask bartenders for um, a latte, mm. and it was it was one bartender. You tell him, hey, let me get let me get a latte. Wink, 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 wink. <laughs> he bring a beer in a coffee cup. Um, it, the bar, the servers would come would come around and just be like and be like oh hey here's some water and walk and run away but really they just empty the the rest of like the Hennessy in a cup and here go take it high and you gotta sit there and go oh, too much Hennessy in one drink let's go but of course you can't leave your cup lingering because then chefs are come by and be like what's this so you gotta chug whatever they give you. And sometimes they'll just oh, keep it coming, man. and you're like, guys, I'm gonna get so messed up. I'm working, guys. I am working. Bro. <laughs> oh, no, that's you got to be like a family at this point we to are. be getting away with certain things Dude, like that. I used to bring this um, green water bottle, mm. and in my water bottle, I used to mix lemonade and white rum. Mm. And when I tell you mix lemonade and white rum, I mean like half like good half to three quarter of it was the white rum and then i would top it off with some lemonade that way like throughout the day if i wanted like people would come by with their cups of like whatever juice thing and i'll just make it we'd make a cocktail we just <laughs> something real quick whatever yeah just, real quick um we would get like uh, little ginger ales and stuff i'd grab my ginger ale, pour it into a cup add some of my cocktail mix and Drink it so up, you know. Smart. Like the guys would pass me their gatorade bottle and i just you pour got it to the gatorade bottle bro, you have to have a great team for that we were Family, <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah, this, when, oh, man. when you go through what a kitchen goes through together, mm. Mm. It, it's it's like military people, your family, it doesn't matter if you served on the same platoon or whatever, mm. your family, like, that's, that's just how it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
Tell everyone where we can find you. You can find me on Instagram. We're gonna have a website up in about two weeks. Um, finally, finally finalizing it. Uh, I'm a stickler for details. What can I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everybody who had a hand in helping with the website. No, just gotta nitpick everything a little bit. <laughs> uh, um, well, hey, being a perfectionist is why I'm good at what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can find us on Instagram at by chef by yeah, right now it's just Instagram. You can email, you can text, uh, you can give me a phone call, but I might not answer it. Might be in the kitchen. Might be busy, yeah. Or like I just be driving, I can't answer it now. But text message most definitely with your name, a little bit of why you're reaching out, and I will gladly get back to you as soon as I can. <laughs> that part. <laughs> it was 2 a.m. It was a pleasure meeting and talking to you. <laughs> you too. Until next time, guys, Big Ashen here for the story, not the fame. Miss Yana. Ha, 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 ha.